I was drifting away on life's pitiless sea when the angry waves threatened my ruin to be when away at my side there I dimly described a stately old vessel and loudly I cried ship a Once again, we say welcome aboard. It's good to be with you at this time. Brother Munn speaking. Our program here called The Fisherman's Five-Minute Look at the Book. No, God's blessed us and give us the Mariner's Call. It's good to be with you. Not our little five-minute spot, but our fifth, almost 15-minute long with Brother Munn. I'll be in the book of Romans, Romans chapter 5 and verse 8. And at this time, we just say welcome aboard. Morning, noon, and night, whenever you're listening, it's good to have you to be with us. Hey, by the way, uh, what I have been failing to do, we need some more pictures. All behind the microphone here, I have a collage of pictures. I'm looking in the face of people, some people, that uh, is listening to our program right now. That sort of helps me to see that it's real. If you'll send me a photo, I'll send you one back. And I promise, if you won't laugh at what you see, I won't laugh at what I look at also. Can we do that? You can see how to contact us by going to that World Wide Web, just that www, it's just F-O-M-M dot o-r-g f-o-m-m dot o-r-g that'll bring you directly to us here at fishers of men ministries international and the web page is always under design and and uh, being remodeled and so forth but you can see what you need uh, necessary there send us a picture amen romans chapter 5 and verse 8 i'm going to ask a question at this particular time same question i asked uh, a little five-minute program that's heard usually Monday through Friday on some of the stations that air this program here. I've asked the question, are you saved? So I'm asking that to you right now. Are you saved? What do you mean, Brother Mon? Are you saved? In the Bible, we have this word used both in the physical way and also spiritual way. You said, what do you mean a physical way? We think about save. If I was to say, are you saved? I could say, Save, saving is the act of saving from danger, from destruction, from the enemy. Uh, I've had people to tell me, I said, sir, are you saved? I said, yes. Um, not too many years ago, I, I had cancer. And with the help of the medical industry and a special doctor, uh, I was saved from death. Now, my friend, that has to do with your body. David prayed many, many, many a time, Lord, save me from my enemies. What was he praying? Lord, I want to stay alive. Please, Lord, keep me alive. Now, that's, that's being saved, and that is a type of salvation. But uh, when we get into the New Testament, get into the life of Christ, especially get to the end of his life, the death, burial, and resurrection, get into the gospel story, this word saved and salvation is used over and over again, all in a spiritual way, in an eternal sense. And it has to do with not salvation from my body, but salvation of soul. Salvation to be saved from what? To be saved from sin. Oh, sin's bondage, sin's judgment, sin's penalty. To be saved from eternal damnation in hell. So I asked a question, are you saved? Are you saved? Not saved physically, but 
Have you? And do you possess salvation of soul? Romans chapter 5, verse 8. Let's take this little verse of scripture and uh, let's look at it. I'm not just going to read the verse and take off somewhere else. We're going to read the verse and we're going to take it apart a piece at a time as we have opportunity here. All right, Romans 5, 8. Let's read the whole verse first. It says, but God committed his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Sort of all broken apart by uh, the commas that's there. All right, let's take it apart a piece at a time. That's what you call Bible study. It's one thing to read the word of God. It's another thing to study the word of God. So as we study the word of God. When I ask the question, are you saved? I'm not asking, are you a good person or are you religiously affiliated some way? I'm asking salvation of soul. Do you know 100% sure that heaven is your home? Do you have peace in your heart? If that's true, I know the first part of the verse then is true. I know where it came from. If you said, yes, brother Mon, I know I'm saved. I know where it came from. Where? All right. Romans chapter five, verse eight. But God, isn't that good? What is God? He's the originator of salvation, but God. You look in your Bible, uh, you can go all the way back to the front of it in the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter one and verse one, and you don't have to go too many words before you get in the beginning, what? All right, blank, come on, help me out. In the beginning, God, Ah. As far as the beginning is concerned, before anything existed, there was God. Explain that. I cannot go. I cannot. But I tell you, the Bible just sort of begins just by crippling the theories of man. Because yes, before everything did exist, there was God. And I can't explain it, but I tell you what, I find in the Bible, God's book, I don't have to explain it. I'm just to believe it. The originator of salvation, if I ask, are you saved? If you say yes, my friend, that came from God. If it didn't come from God, you don't have Bible salvation. It says, but God, but God. We think about Hebrews chapter 11. In verse 3, it says, through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Uh, verse 6, without faith, it is impossible to believe all right, I, I have to have faith. I believe that. But God, the originator of salvation, I have to believe. I have to know that it comes from God. All right. Now, what is the cause? What's the cause of this salvation? It says here, but God commendeth his love toward us. Impossible to explain. What? But God commendeth his love toward us. That's divine love. Let me just put it this way. How could a sinless, pure, spotless, undefiled being love a world of wickedness? How could his heart be touched? And his heart is touched because there's something about God that's so different from us. It has to do with, oh, we think about one of the attributes of God is God's love. I can explain that. Why? Because man's love, our love here on this earth, is selfish, one-sided, and temporal. I'll just be perfectly honest with you. I need to confess this, and I should anyway. I love those who love me back. Now, I should be ashamed. Now, I, I have tried to practice in the ministry loving those who do not care for me. But you know, that's hard. But God can. But God commendeth his love toward us. Divine, eternal love unconditional 
his love. How to explain that? I do not. All right. Are you saved? If so, came from God. Are you saved? If so, it came from God's heart. It came from love. What is the subjects of, of salvation and the need of salvation here? Well, it tells us, but God commended his love toward us. Who's the us? And that while we were yet sinners, oh boy, toward us, yes, rich and poor, black and white, healthy, halt, the farmer, the fisherman, the whosoever's of the world, God included me and you in this love. Uh, not just the elect few. Are you listening, sir? Not just an elect few. The entire world. All right. But God commended his love. All right. To who? To us. Who's the us? John three sixteen. For God so loved the world. Oh, I'm glad to be a part of that. What's the problem? While we were yet sinners. Uh-oh. Here's where the rubber meets the road. And here's where, listen, I want you, really, would you listen now? While we were yet sinners, I guess the hardest thing for an individual to see is his standing before God. I have many a person that tell me, Brother Mon, I'm, I'm trying to do right. I'm trying to be a good person. The Bible describes us as being a sinner. Now, you may not be an outward sinner. Maybe just something that you think with your mind. You know, I've seen people who were dressed immaculate. And yet, and they were so clean and so pretty on the outside, but yet on the inside, they were so wicked. They were as wicked as the most vilest of prisoners I've ever seen in my life. Shame on us. The Bible describes us as being what? Lost, no hope, without excuse, without strength, and without God. There is no hope. I mean, we're just sinners. You know, what's the need of salvation? While we were yet sinners, that's me and you. And my friend, this touched touch the heart of God. God looked down to this earth and he saw this sinful world. That's why the last part of this verse is so good. Here we see the act that secured salvation. What is it? If I ask, are you saved? I'll tell you where it came from. Oh, it came from God. It came from the heart of God. And it came to you as a wicked sinner. You should be ashamed of yourself, my friend. As far as your past is concerned, those things that we are, you know, those things we're ashamed of. And if Christ is not your Savior, uh, my friend, you should be ashamed of the way you live. Shame on you, sir. It is Jesus Christ that came into this world. In fact, let me read the last part of the verse. But God commended his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, it says Christ died for us. The act that secured salvation, Christ died for us. God's law demands punishment for sin. Man must pay the price for his sinful ways. Jesus Christ, God's son, stepped in and paid that price. Was it Romans 6, 23? For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. I like the statement made in 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 15. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. And the writer there, he said he was, he was the chief. If he was the chief, where in the world does that put me and you? Are you saved? I'm glad I can say yes. Why? Because the salvation that I possess came from God, came from the heart of God, came because I needed God. I was without hope and without help. And then I trusted. Listen now, 
I trusted the work of Christ to provide eternal forgiveness for me. Now, shame on you for not have done, not to have done that in the past. Trust the work of Christ to provide salvation for you. You're a sinner. Jesus died for you. All right. God's son stepped in and paid that price. Was it? First Timothy 2, 6, who gave himself a ransom for all. Are you saved? There's no reason for you not to be saved. If you are saved, came from God, the heart of God, because you were lost, Jesus died for you. If you're not saved, trust Jesus to be your savior. Trust his work, the death of Christ, the blood that was shed there to provide forgiveness for your sins. If you'll trust that, I promise you, all Jesus will uh, take and change your life. He'll put you into his family, provide forgiveness of sin. As far as this life is concerned, give you victory. It's wonderful to be able to say if someone was to address me, Brother Mon, are you saved? I'm glad I can say yes, I'm saved. Came from God, came from the heart of God. It came to me, the heart of God, because God saw me an old sinner and Jesus was willing to die for me. Isn't it good? to be saved. Are you saved? Let us let us hear. If you've trusted Christ as Savior, let us hear from you. Tell us that you've trusted Christ. That'll, that'll just take it. All cause us to rejoice here at Fishers of Men Ministries International. Thank you for allowing us to be part of your day or your night or your morning or whenever. Until next week, the same time, this is Fisher Munn saying goodbye.